Heavenly Father, we thank you for your grace and your mercy to us. We join with heaven today. Worthy is the lamb who was slain. Worthy are you who created all things. Who was, who is, who is to come. We set our minds upon eternity today. We set our minds upon the glory and beauty of the Lord Jesus. Savior, Lord, Redeemer, coming judge, ruler of the world. Holy Spirit of God, we honor Jesus today. Stir in our hearts. Help us, Lord, to focus on you. Forgive us when we focused upon ourselves. We ask that now you would help us as we hear your word, that we might consider these truths and may we gain greater understanding and live by faith and honor you and celebrate you. In Jesus' name we pray. And all God's people said, amen, amen. Well, good morning. Good to see all of you. If you have your Bibles, turn to Genesis chapter number one again. And I'm Pastor Mike. If you're a guest here with us today, we're honored to have you as we continue to think about a very important uh, responsibility that all of us have in this room, remembering our Creator. So I begin by reminding you of this, that you are created by God, that you were born, uh, you were born and your birth was not an accident, and God knew the family and the uh, the kind of background you would have. He knows you. He knows you by name. He knows all about you. God is acquainted with who you are. So every person in this room, everyone who hears my voice, stands in one of two categories. Either we are rebellious against the God who made us, or we're submissive in following the Lord Jesus in our life. So that's what we're about these days as we continue to think about uh, these first chapters in our Bible. So today we continue to think about remembering our Creator. So we read these words together. Keep your Bible open. We'll look at a number of places together today. So I want you to begin with me. Let's have our minds focus here on these truths. <clears throat> Genesis, I'll move along now in Genesis 1 to several verses for you at one time here. Notice beginning in verse number 4. God saw that the light was good. God saw that the light was good. Again, I read it, verse four. God saw, God saw that the light was good. And God separated the light from the darkness. Then we read in verse number 10. Uh, God called the dry land earth and the gathering of the waters he called seas. Please notice again, and God saw and God saw that it was good. And then we read in verse number 12, verse number 12, the earth brought forth vegetation, plants yielding seed after their kind and trees bearing fruit with seed in them after their kind. And God saw, again, that it was good. God saw that it was good. Verse number 17, God placed them, that is the sun and the moon. God placed them in their orbits. God placed them 
in the expanse of the heavens to give light on the earth and to govern the day and the night and to separate the light from the darkness. And again we read, and God saw that it was good. God saw, God saw that it was good what he had created. Verse 21, God created the great sea monsters and every living creature that moves with which the waters swarmed after their kind and every winged bird after its kind. And God saw that it was good. God saw that all of these things in the sea, he had saw that it was good what he had created. Verse 22, God blessed them, these creatures in the sea, be fruitful and multiply, fill the waters in the seas, and let the birds, let the birds multiply on the earth. And then we read in verse number 25, God made the beasts of the earth after their kind and the cattle after their kind and everything that creeps on the ground after its kind. And again, we read, and God saw that it was good. God saw that it was good. Let us make man in our own image, verse 26, according to our image, our likeness, and let them rule over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the sky, and over the cattle, and over the earth, and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. Verse 27, God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him, male and female, he created them. God blessed, verse 28, God blessed them. And God said to them, be fruitful and multiply and fill the earth and subdue it and rule over the fish of the sea, the birds of the sky, and over every living thing that moves on the earth. Then God said, Behold, I have given you every plant yielding seed that is on the surface of all the earth, and every tree which has fruit yielding seed, it shall be food for you, and to every beast of the earth, and to every bird of the sky, and to everything that moves on the earth which has life, I have given, I have given every green plant for you, and it was so. And then the conclusion, verse 31, and God saw all, God saw all that he had made, and behold, it was very good. So here we read these words, and Heavenly Father, we ask that you'd bless the reading of your word, and may the Holy Spirit be our teacher. God in his goodness created all things. Our focus today I come back to this one more time before we move to some other things in Genesis because this is such an important uh, truth for us to consider because it affects our worship. It affects our devotion to God. That is that we understand what it is to be worshipers of the spiritual glorious beauty of God. Perhaps you've not thought of that much in your life. Perhaps you don't consider yourself one who appreciates art, but I'm not talking about appreciation of art today. I'm not talking about those kinds of things. I'm challenging you to look at the Word of God with me and see something that you would not see necessarily in the English language. This word good, this word that is used repeatedly in Genesis chapter 1, is the word for beautiful. And it was beautiful. 
God saw that it was beautiful. God saw that it was beautiful. God saw sun and moon in place. It was beautiful. God saw all the teeming vast creatures, strange looking creatures in the seas, the rivers and water places. He saw that it was beautiful. God saw all of these beasts that were made on the earth, all kinds of beasts after their kind in cattle and, and of such all on the earth. <clears throat> and it was beautiful. God created man and blessed man, gave him what he needed, and it was beautiful. I want you now to think about creation before the fall. We'll, we'll get to the, the uh, impact of what we live in now in a fallen world and the effects it's even had upon the created order and creation. But now we go back before Adam sinned, before man sinned, and we look at the beauty the majesty, the glory of creation as it points to a beautiful God. Creation reveals the beauty of Almighty God's goodness. This is what I want to talk about today. I don't think that in this room we consider enough what it means for God to be good. We say it. We say God is good all the time. All the time God is good. We have we have songs about it, we sing about it, we talk about it, but I want today to challenge you to consider the beauty of God's goodness as you consider creation. You see, God created all things beautiful. God made humans to recognize beauty. There is that which is beautiful that we can see with our eyes, sunsets and majestic, unbelievable mountains and the vastness of the sea and the amazing nature of animals and all of their order and their kinds and what is under uh, the water in the oceans, all of these things. And to see humans, male and female, and the uniqueness of both male and female and all of these things together, relationships. We have so many ways I can describe what we can see as a result of beauty, but I'm talking about spiritual beauty. I'm talking about the beauty of God. Do you know and have you experienced in your life as you bow your knee and as you pray the beauty and glory of God? Well, it will cause you to adore God. It will cause you to be amazed by God. It will cause you to be more devoted to Him in your life. So I have three observations. I want to expand on this. And I'm going to ask you to turn to some places in your Bible to make this a little bit better understood for us. Uh, as we move along for the next few moments. Number one, creation reveals the beauty of Almighty God's good grace. Creation, as it, we've read here, God saw that it was good. God saw that it was good. God saw that it was good. God saw that it was beautiful. God saw that it was beautiful. Creation reveals the beauty of Almighty God's good grace. And secondly, creation reveals the beauty of Almighty God's good glory. Good grace, oh, the good grace of God that is seen, the Almighty God's good grace is revealed through creation. The creation reveals the beauty of Almighty God's good glory and creation reveals the beauty of Almighty God's good name. His good grace, <clears throat> His good glory, and His good name. God saw that it was good. God saw that it was beautiful. God saw that the creation was beautiful and good and revealed 
His grace and His provision. Now let's get to this. Here we come upon a word that's used over and over hundreds of times in the Word of God. It is the word blessed. Now we read it for the first time in Genesis chapter 1. We read in verse 22, God blessed them. Who did He bless? He blessed the sea monsters and the living creatures, these strange, unusual creatures down in the vastness of the sea. And all of these winged birds of all the different kinds, God blessed them and God spoke to these creatures. Only God can speak to the creatures that He creates. God blessed them and said to the creatures, Be fruitful and multiply. The blessing of God was the blessing of life and reproduction. God blessed them and they multiplied. Be fruitful and multiply. Replenish the earth. God blessed them. Then we read again, as I emphasized earlier, as he speaks to man in verse 28, male and female, Adam and Eve, God blessed them and God said to them, what? Be fruitful and multiply. This is God's, this is God's command to mankind. This is God's command to humankind, male and female, that, that we are to be blessed with life and fruitfulness and multiply and then do our job as we'll talk about, Lord willing, next week about our responsibility on the earth. But then we notice not only that God blesses us. Oh, this is the grace of God. God blesses us, but God also says, I have given you this to man. Something very different. Notice, I have given you every plant. Verse 29, yielding seed. And then again in verse 30, I have given you every green plant for food. I have given you this. What is the grace of God? My friends, you see it in creation. You see it in creation every day. You see this beauty of God's grace and His provision. With your Bible open, I'd like for you to turn to Psalm 104 for just a moment. Psalm 104, and I'll just, this is a long, wonderful psalm, but it is, it is a psalm that celebrates what I'm talking about today. God's care over all His work. Some of us in this room may think somehow you've been, you've been overly influenced by the world's thinking regarding uh, evolution or some other kind of thing. You see, the Creator still maintains His creation. There is no stopping of God's creation. He, he hasn't created it and walked away from the creation. And Psalm 104 reminds us of the continued, listen, to this very moment, this very moment, while the earth spins on its tilt, on its axis, and while we have the orbiting of the planets and all that goes on, while we're alive and listening in this room, while all of this is taking place at the same time, God holds all things together by the word of His power, by the Lord Jesus Christ, creator of all things. Psalm 104 describes the care of God for creation. Bless the Lord, O my soul, verse 1. You see, this is, this is you talking to yourself. Sometimes to worship, you've got to have a little talk with yourself. You've got to say to yourself, bless the Lord, O my soul. Soul, bless the Lord. Don't bless yourself. Don't bless others. Bless, your, bless the Lord, your Creator. Bless your Savior. Bless the Lord, O my soul. O Lord, my God, for you are very great. You are clothed with splendor and majesty. You're covered, you've covered yourself with light, verse 2. You stretch out the heavens 
like a tent curtain. You lay the beams of the upper water chambers. He goes on. You've established the earth, verse 5, on its foundations, verse 10. You send the springs in the valley. They flow between the mountains. They give drink to every beast of the field. The wild donkeys quench their thirst. And the birds of the heaven, they dwell and their voices, they lift up their voices among the branches. Did you hear them singing as you came today? Did you hear the praise? Did you hear the praise of the birds as you came to church today? You see here as we read on down, verse 14, he causes the grass to grow for the cattle and vegetation for the labor of man. So that he may bring forth food for the earth. And verse 16, the trees of the Lord drink their fill. You look at the vast ocean, the vast forests across the world. These are the trees of the Lord, the oceans of the Lord, the earth and all of its glory, all the creator, all of the animals and creatures, they are the Lord's. The trees of the, of the Lord drink their fill, the cedars, verse 16. Uh, which he has planted where the birds build their nests. And, and then we read in verse number 24, O Lord, how many are your works? In wisdom you've made them all. The earth is full, please notice what it says, of your possessions. All that you see in creation belongs to the one who created it, not to you, not to me. You may have some title on some part of his land, but you're simply a tenant. You're simply being loaned the land that God owns. He owns the entire globe, the universe, all the planets in their orbits, all the creatures, all the things we see. The earth is full of your possessions. There's the sea, the great and broad, verse 25. And notice what happens. They all wait for you to give them their food in due season. Verse 33, I will sing to the Lord as long as I live. I will sing praise to my God while I have being. You see, as I consider creation, I recognize the good grace and provision of God. I ask you today, do you appreciate the blessing of God in your life? Do you appreciate the fact that you're breathing this very moment and that is a blessing from God? Do you appreciate the fact that you are blessed by God to have the ability to think and to understand and to reason and to make choices? Uh, do you thank God for the blessings of the family He's given to you and uh, the blessing of your children and your grandchildren that He has given to you? Perhaps some of you are your great-great-grandchildren. Are you aware of the great blessings of God in your life because He has sent Jesus Christ and you can be saved from your sin? The greatest blessing of all is salvation and God has provided for you every day of your life. God has provided for you every day of your life. When you thought you couldn't make it, when you were about to give up, when you were about to give up, you thank God now. You look back and see the goodness of God. You see, this is what we learn. The goodness of God, Paul tells us, leads to repentance. The goodness of God, all things work together for good to those who love God. You're seeing a good God do beautiful things in your life, but oh, that's far beyond what you see with your eyes. That's what happens inside of our soul. That is what we do when we worship God. We see His Good grace and his provision. 
Creation number two reveals the beauty of Almighty God's glory. Look, it's just very simple. How, glorif how, how glorious is God? You know the word glory means how substant, how, how much substance, weighty, how powerful, how mighty. It's hard to describe glory. The glory of God means there's no room for any other. The glory of God is weighty. Is, is powerful, is present. Well, here's the glory of God. God said, and it was so. God said, and it was so. God said, and it was so. That's the repeated phrase in Genesis 1. We looked at it in detail a few weeks ago. God said it, and it's so. Nothing existed, and now everything exists. That is the glory of God in creation. That is the glory of God in creation. So we look at Psalm 148. I'll be brief, but I want you to read it with me. Psalm 148. We're trying to lift our minds and our hearts today in glorious worship to God. Psalm 148 is the whole creation involved in praising the Lord. Did you know, did you know the entire creation today is praising the God who created them just like we came to praise God today? You see... Many of, many, of the, many of men and women in this world who do not love the Lord Jesus do not worship God. They worship themselves or idols they've made. But the creation worships God. I won't read it all to you, but the call is verse number 1, 148 of Psalm. Praise the Lord, heavens. Praise the Lord, angels. Praise the Lord, moon. Praise the Lord, light. Praise the Lord as it goes on. Praise the name of the Lord, verse 5. For he commanded that they were created and they were established forever and ever. He made a decree which will not pass away. Uh, praise the Lord, earth, sea monsters. Oh, those mighty whales in the sea as they roll their way. Let's praise the Lord, sea monsters and all the deeps and all the fish. Fire, hail, snow, clouds, stormy wind fulfilling his word, mighty mountains and hills and uh, fruit trees. It goes on the call of praise. Kings, praise, praise the Lord, both young, and, uh, young men and old men, young women, old women. And then verse 13, let them praise the name of the Lord for his name alone is exalted. Please notice his glory, his glory is above earth and heaven. You might be appreciative of many beautiful things in creation. And there are many things to be amazed at. But when you come to know Jesus Christ, when you come to have a relationship with Him, the greatest amazement is in the glory of God seen in Jesus Christ. You see, this is what we have. The glory of God came in the temple and the tabernacle when they were dedicated, pushed all the priests out. The glory of God. No man can stand in the amazing, holy, glorious presence of God. It's too weighty for a man. Uh, the, the, the glory of God came when Isaiah was there worshiping at uh, the temple and he saw the glory of God and he said, woe is me, I'm undone. When we see the glory of God, we see our sinfulness, our inadequacy. We see his majesty and his immensity and we see our own lack of anything. And when, when, the, when the preachers, the apostles preached the gospel at, at Pentecost time, the glory of God came down. What happened when God's glory came? 3,000 people were saved. And now we have the opportunity to talk about the glory of God in Jesus Christ. We have Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, the Gospels. They all tell us the coming of Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. 
who walked on this earth that he had created and humbled himself and died on the cross that we might be saved. You see, creation reveals the beauty of God's good grace and God's good glory, but finally, God's good name. This is important for us to know here as we think about this. And I ask you to turn as I read it quickly in Exodus. Just go to Exodus. It's Genesis, Exodus, the second book in your Bibles. And I want you to see how Moses talked about God's glory and what God did for Moses. As you turn to Exodus chapter 33, Moses had seen the power of God. Moses had seen the power of God. He saw Pharaoh's entire army wiped out. The greatest, the greatest army in the world of that time was gone. He saw water come out of rocks and flood the desert so that the people, the millions of Israelites could drink. He saw strange food fall from heaven. Angels food, as the psalmist calls it. This food from heaven to feed millions of people while they were going across the desert. But now Israel has sinned and Moses is praying for them in Exodus chapter 33. And what does he say? After he's seen all of this, which you would think is the great glory of God, notice he says, verse number 18, I pray you'd show me your glory. You see, Moses desired more than seeing physical things that were unbelievable and great. He wanted to see and know God. He says, show me your glory. And then what does God say to him? I myself, now watch this, this is important. I myself will make all my goodness. He could have said all my power. He could have said all of my, all of my mercy. He could have said any of his perfections. He said, but I will make all my goodness pass before you and will proclaim the name of the Lord, Yahweh, before you. Now, why do I pause here? Because this same word for goodness is the same word we read. And God saw that it was good. God saw that it was good. God saw that it was good. God saw that it was beautiful. May I read it this way? I myself will make all of my beauty pass before you. So we read then in Exodus 34, Moses begins to call upon the name of the Lord. Verse 5, 34, 5, the Lord descended in the cloud and stood there with him as he called. Please notice Moses is in worship and prayer. He's meeting with God. He separated himself. He's on the mountain. He's hidden in the cleft of the rock from the power and awesome glory of God. And the presence of God descends in the cloud and then the Lord passes by in front of him and he proclaims. This is God speaking of himself. Hear these words and hear and look at the beauty of God. Yahweh, Yahweh, Elohim, compassionate and gracious, slow to anger and abounding in loving kindness and truth, who keeps loving kindness for thousands who forgives iniquity, transgressions, and sins, yet will by no means leave the guilty unpunished. When we come to consider the beauty of God, would you not understand today, here's the greatest of beauty. The greatest of beauty is in the name of God. When you call upon the name of the Lord, what do you find? You find a God who has compassion. 
You find a God who has mercy. You find a God who has grace. You find a God who is patient and slow to anger. You find a God who is abounding in loving kindness. You find a God who is filled with beautiful truth, who keeps mercy, and who judges those who will not repent. Consider today the name above every name, the Lord Jesus Christ. Every knee will bow, every tongue will confess. You see, this is the beauty of God. The greatest of God's beauty is the saving grace of Jesus Christ in the life of a sinner. Gaze upon the beauty of God. Do you remember what you were like before you were saved? Do you remember the way you lived before you were saved? Do you remember the kinds of things you thought about? And the time, what you used and filled your time doing before you were saved? Pause and wonder in amazement at the great power of God to save. Oh, come, let us adore Him Christ the Lord. That's what brings us to bow our knee. When we recognize and see the beauty of God in His grace, in His glory, and also in His great name. What do we remember today? Well, God blesses what He creates. And worshiping God is worshiping a beautiful Creator and Redeemer. As we come before Him, this is our place. This is the way God has made us. God has made us so that we might, so that we might by faith, look, you can, you can see the beauty of the world, but you can only know the beauty of God by faith in Jesus Christ. When you glorify God, you glorify Him by, as you think about His wonderful nature. Look, today is a day to think about God. Today is the day in the week when you have a moment to think about God. So today, go and think about His great perfections. You see, God is perfect in every way. He's perfect in His compassion. He's perfect in His grace. He's perfect in His goodness. He's perfect in His patience. He's perfect in His loving kindness. He is perfect in His truth. He is perfect in His patience with those who are in sin. This is the God we serve, and I submit to you today. This is why I took the time to do this as your pastor. In order for me to grow in my worship and following God, I must learn to gaze upon the beauty of our God. How did the psalmist say it? Psalm 24, 4, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life. To do what? To serve God? To do something for God? In the house of the Lord? No. To behold the beauty of the Lord and meditate in His temple. So what do we read in God's Word today? We read it as I finish today. I read it one more time. Genesis chapter 131. God saw all that He had made. And behold, it was very beautiful. The beauty of God in the sending of the Lord Jesus Christ so that we might be saved. To the praise of the glory of His grace, the Lord is near to the door and we pray, come Lord Jesus.